It's Monday, November 21st, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. An earthquake shook Indonesia's main island of Java on Monday, killing at least 46 people, damaging dozens of buildings, and sending residents into the capital's streets for safety. The U.S. Geological Survey said the magnitude 5.6 quake was centered in the Sianjur region in West Java province at a depth of 10 kilometers. There are 46 people dead in the Sianjur Regional Hospital and around 700 injured. Many were hurt because they were hit by collapsed buildings, National Disaster Mitigation Agency Chief Suharyanto said. Several landslides were reported around Sianjur. Dozens of buildings were damaged, including an Islamic boarding school, a hospital, and other public facilities, the agency said. The quake was felt strongly in the greater Jakarta area. High-rises in the capital swayed and some were evacuated. Earthquakes occur frequently across the sprawling nation, but it is uncommon for them to be felt in Jakarta. In other news, U.S. officials are jetting around the globe in a quiet diplomatic push to get Russia's major trading partners to enforce sanctions and trade controls. As exports to the country pick up after diving in the weeks following Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, the U.S. and its allies claimed early successes in their international pressure campaign, which disrupted Russia's military supply chains and pitched its economy into a steep contraction. But so-called sanctions leakage, in which weak enforcement enables banned finance and trade to flow, is undermining the campaign, aiding Russia's economy, and potentially prolonging the war, according to senior Western officials. To tighten the finance and trade cordon established by Western countries, the U.S. is sending senior officials from major cabinet agencies to foreign capitals. Their mission is to share intelligence on sanctions evasion networks, quietly threaten reluctant authorities and firms with punitive action, and gather information on networks suspected of ferrying supplies into Russia, according to administration officials. Around the world, China acknowledged its first deaths related to COVID-19 in about six months, as surging cases collide with a government push to ease unpopular and costly pandemic controls. The three victims, all over 87 years old and with pre-existing illnesses, were from Beijing, where infections have more than doubled in the past four days, official data show. China reported around 26,000 locally transmitted new daily cases for Sunday, with cases also surging in other major cities and outbreaks reported in all regions for a sixth consecutive day. The deaths and countrywide infections challenge recent moves by the top leadership to dial back some pandemic controls. Back in the U.S., five people were killed and 25 injured when a gunman opened fire inside a nightclub late Saturday in Colorado Springs, Colorado, police said. The suspect entered the venue just before midnight and immediately began shooting, according to Colorado Springs Chief of Police Adrian Vasquez. At least two firearms were recovered at the scene, the chief said. It isn't yet known if the weapons belonged to the suspect, who used a rifle in the shooting. At least two heroic people inside the club confronted and fought with the suspect and were able to stop the suspect from continuing to kill and harm others, Chief Vasquez said. We owe them a great debt of thanks. And 
The Walt Disney Company has tapped its former CEO, Bob Iger, to return to head the company for two years, firing his successor, Bob Chapek, in a move that stunned the entertainment industry. Chapek is leaving after the company posted lower-than-expected earnings in the last quarter. Hollywood's creative community had grumbled about Chapek's cost-cutting measures and sometimes blunt approach to talent, while theme park regulars had been unhappy with price hikes. The board has concluded that as Disney embarks on an increasingly complex period of industry transformation, Bob Iger is uniquely situated to lead the company through this pivotal period, Susan Arnold, Disney's chairman, said in a statement. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.